This episode of The Jake is brought to you by nothing. I don't have sponsors here. But if you would like to sponsor, let me know. You can comment below or tweet at me, Instagram at me, Snapchat at me. It doesn't matter. And uh, we can have fun with it. Do a little read. Uh, I hear everyone doing all the uh, the ads these days. Apparently, that's a cool thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm not against that. I'm not ashamed to do a little, you know, advertising. So, yeah, get at me with that. This week on the Jake, we're gonna do a little bit of Cavs Celtics. Do a one minute movie review. Do my top five favorite podcasts outside of my own. Do a little bit of Bachelorette talk. Preview the weekend for Memorial Day, do a little song of the summer talk, and maybe a little bit more. But for now, that's it. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Jake. Nothing but a good time tonight if you are a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, which I am. And before you go thinking maybe I'm a front runner, I if you're new to the podcast and you think maybe I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, that is not true. My teams are the Cleveland Indians, Browns, and Cavaliers. And right now we are witnessing one of the best runs in Cleveland sports history. You know, it's LeBron James at his finest. Winning tonight, the Cavaliers are going to their third straight NBA Finals. They've won the Eastern Conference for the last three years, and they've done it in dominating fashion each time. It's a different animal when you get to the the absolute finals, uh, especially when they have to play the friggin' Warriors every year, but that's how it goes. So, pretty awesome night. We're a week away from the the actual final starting, and I expect a lot of talk about Warriors, Cavs, Cavs, Warriors for the next week. But it's pretty pretty early for people to be counting the Cavaliers out. I know how good the Warriors have been. You know they've won 12 straight games to get to the finals. They swept their way through. This is a team that won 73 games last year. Came one win away from winning the finals for back-to-back season. So I understand all the hype about them, but I just don't see why people are counting out the Cavs so early. They lost one game and in, in the playoffs so far. They're 12-1. and They've won multiple games by 30 points. 
they destroyed the Celtics, even though they were down Isaiah Thomas. I understand that, but it was still a no contest before Thomas went down too. And outside of a couple quarters in game three, where apparently LeBron was sick, whether you want to believe that or not, you know, that's what was happening. Um, outside of a couple quarters of that game and the first quarter of game four, the Cavaliers have absolutely dominated. The Celtics didn't even lead in the three games in Boston. That's how big of a blowout this has been. So pretty exciting time for all Cleveland fans, you know, and, and a lot, there are a lot of LeBron haters out there. There aren't many Cleveland haters, but there are a lot of LeBron haters out there. And for those people, I'll say, you know what? Just, hey, haters going to hate, right? T-Swizzle style. Haters going to hate, and that's fine. I was a LeBron hater when he left Cleveland, but, you know, forgive and forget when he wanted to make amends with the fans. He came back. He promised he would win a title. He did. And now he's going to try and do it again. He's trying to be the greatest of all time. And that's probably why it's sparking so much Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate. You know, at first I was like, why Why is everyone so enamored with making this comparison, right? You know, Michael Jordan's amazing. We get that. He's one of the best players of all time, if not the best. LeBron James is also amazing. One of the best players of all time, if not the best. This whole comparison through you know, is, is so so overblown you know the people that want to pick lebron will have their their support will have their stats to back them and the people that want michael will have the same thing they'll they will have the reasons to say that so i don't think we're ever going to get there unless lebron james wins more titles and just does everything michael jordan did and then more and then the only argument will be oh well michael jordan you know he went 6 and 0 in the finals it's like oh, i i don't really love that argument because that means he's only won the Eastern Conference six times, where LeBron's done it eight times in less seasons already. So, you know, but I hate doing the the argument. I hate the comparison. I think they're, you know, the two best players of all time. So why not just leave it at that and, you know, talk about when it's over. Talk about when they're done playing. But I, I, I get it. LeBron kind of invited this when he said he's chasing Michael Jordan. So that started it all, and now everyone can't stop talking about it. Um, but... There's a week to go before the finals. So there's going to be a lot of that crap talk out there. And it is it is a fun time to be a Cavs fan. This is, if you know a Cavs fan, let them do their thing. Hopefully they're not rubbing it in. I'm trying not to. You know, last year when the Cavs won, I didn't throw it in anyone's face. I didn't say, I told you so. I didn't, you know, you know, I didn't try to make anyone eat crow or anything like that. I remembered who counted them out and who said they were done and stuff like that. And who said, oh, you know, uh, you should have dropped, you shouldn't have drafted your, uh, or signed Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love because now this team can't win it. And I was like, oh, hold on. This ain't over. You know, it's 2-0, but it's not over, over. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just let the Cavs fans enjoy this. They have gone through decades of misery and even though they just won it last year, this we're witnessing something pretty great here. You know, whether it's Kyrie's handles and shooting or just LeBron James's greatness and his run, the what we're watching here, you should try to keep an open eye towards not criticism, but 
acceptance of just like, wow, this is really amazing. Because sooner or later, LeBron James isn't going to be amazing anymore. And when that day comes, we're going to be like trying to find the next LeBron James and wondering, man, we probably should have uh, should have appreciated that more. Um, you know, so, all right, enough of, uh, you know, pumping up LeBron James. There are plenty of people that don't want to hear that. But it's something special going on right now for Cavs fans, you know, me in particular. But if we want to talk about an exciting playoff, right now the Senators and Penguins are going into double overtime of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that is something we can get excited about. I'm not even a hockey fan. I've watched a lot of hockey. Well, a lot. I've watched a lot more hockey this off this postseason, and I have really enjoyed it. And to think that... You know, the Eastern Conference Finals is going into double overtime of Game 7. That's pretty sweet. You know, you don't get that every day. But I'm going to be rooting for Nashville. I'm not probably going to watch much, but, you know, the nickname of Smashville, you know, and the fact that they haven't they haven't really been there. This is a relatively new team. They're an 8 seed. They had to sweep Chicago, the number one. So it is a really fun ride that they're on right now, and it's just proving – you know, if anyone wants to get into hockey, it's a really fun playoff to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I like watching the Rangers. I think it's a lot of fun. Root for the local team. I used to work at Madison Square Garden, and one of the loudest experiences ever was when they beat the Caps in Game 5 in overtime. Uh, in the playoffs, it was it was so much fun. This was back in 2013. I, I really liked working there and, and having that experience that was something else and you know if if you're looking to get into the hockey playoffs it is really fun and it's the one sport where i feel like just make it and any everybody's got a chance you know it's like you know the seedings are weird and you know not always the best team is playing the worst team it's kind of like funky but you have not much home advantage because you see road teams winning all the time and you see upsets happen every year. So it's a really cool sport to just say, all we have to do is make the Stanley Cup playoffs and then we're in it. You know, and, and this Nashville team is proving that. Ottawa wasn't really that great of a team this year and and they they might go to the, the finals as well. It's really cool. It's really fun. And, and hockey's a really tough sport. So it's something to, you know, get interested in. And I think I'm going to start getting a little bit more interested next year. I want to get to a Ranger game. I know I have a few friends I'll want to go. But uh, I'm going to watch the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals as long as it doesn't interfere with uh, the the Cavs because I'm you know that's going to be obviously for me the number one. But uh, something to check in on. I'm going to put that game on now while I'm recording the end of this. But um, pretty cool if you want to check that out. It is it's something else the uh, the the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, well I get this game going we're about three minutes into double ot yeah i mean you know i don't know how hockey fans can watch the stanley cup playoffs every single time the puck isn't seen by a player and it's just like dancing around i would be going nuts i'm lucky i'm not like a diehard fan of a certain team because i get stressed out a lot when my teams play but you know, this is this is wild. I don't know how my friends do it. So I'm pulling for the Senators. Uh, 
because I don't like Pittsburgh. Um, ironically, I was just in Pittsburgh, did a little guys trip this past weekend. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But the reason I don't like Pittsburgh is because I'm a Cleveland fan and the Steelers are our biggest rival and, you know, it's of the Browns. And even though it's been pretty one-sided for a while, it, uh, you know, it's, it's a long-standing rivalry and goes back pretty far. So if you think it's just one-sided, it's, uh, you're pretty short-minded. Um, but also you're kind of right. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so Pittsburgh this past weekend, last year, well, let's rewind last year, last year, uh, going into the spring, I uh, was getting antsy at work. I wanted to do a couple fun, different things for myself and, uh, and, uh, you know, different trips, concerts, you know, games, whatever it was. I wanted to just, you know, fill up my summer with some fun things. And some things I've never done before. And one of them was Fenway Park. Never been to Fenway. And I told my friends, listen, uh, Indians are playing the Red Sox on May you know, 19th, whatever it was when we went out there. And uh, I'm going alone if no one else wants to go. But it'd be really cool if we set up like a guy's trip. Nobody responded. There wasn't really any word of it. And... Uh, and I said, all right, that's fine. You know, I'm just going to go. And then I talked to my friend Billy Vegas. He was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go with you. And my friend O-Town, he texted me. He was like, Jake, I've always wanted to go to Fenway Park. I would love to go. So all of a sudden we had three. And then uh, we got our friend Brendan uh, drunk one night watching the uh, NCAA tournament. And he was like, yeah, sure. Why the hell not? I'll go. So uh, then we got our four. And then last minute, uh, our buddy Pat was like, hey, what are you guys doing next weekend? And uh, a couple of us were like, actually, we're going to Boston. And uh, just like that, no one thought the trip was happening. And then, oh, man, everyone wants to go. So Pat joined us, and it was the five of us. And uh, we had an awesome time. Went to a couple bars after the Red Sox game. Had a great time at the bars. The Sox game was a lot of fun. I didn't. I was rooting for the Indians early, but when I, a couple innings in, my friends point out, like, Jake, it would just be more fun if you just rooted for Boston with us all. Oh, and there it is. Pittsburgh is going to the Stanley Cup Finals. 3-2, double overtime victory. Probably one of the better hockey games you'll see. That was something. Uh, I didn't see who scored. It was... Uh, it was a nice setup, and they just they lost it. That all right, okay. Pittsburgh advances. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the Boston trip last year was tons of fun. Uh, we even got seats where we're standing room only on top of the Green Monster, and uh, it was just a wild time out there. We had a bl we had a blast. We just you know. Just set up, you know, shop right dead center field and then moved around, uh, you know, so that we could get, you know, just a great view on the monster and had an awesome, awesome time this year. And, and it was all, all 24 hours. We left Saturday morning and then we came back Sunday morning and I did all the driving last year. I did, um, 75% of the driving this year. My friend Bill, uh, uh, offered up to, to do some driving so I didn't have to do all of it. And next year, wherever we go, I am doing equal parts driving. I am not doing all this driving again. I want my nap too. Um, but this year we did Pittsburgh. And we uh, it was four of the five of us. O-Town couldn't make it. So the, the 
remaining four went to Pittsburgh. And man, the one thing we noticed was yeah, everything's so cheap out there. It is great. And I'm from, my family's from Ohio. Um, I've gone out in Cleveland before where it is like, you know, a third of the price of going out in DC or New York. And it is a blast in when we went out in Cleveland. And it was a blast when we went out in Pittsburgh. Uh, this was after a four o'clock Pirates game, where of course, you betcha, the four of us dressed up as Pirates. Uh, there was a bit of a disagreement where would we would go with the Pirates, where we go in Johnny Depp Pirates, where we going like uh, you know Pittsburgh Pirates, like where the team colors, where we going Somali Pirates, which were like no, probably not a good idea to do that one. Um, uh, so we ended up doing like the Pirates of the Caribbean look. We did like the Johnny Depp look and each bought our costumes. Uh, I had a little uh, clip-on parrot and a medallion. Uh, we had some telescopes. Uh, we got a little drunk and we had a blast. We were uh, arguing everything. We were land ahoy. We were calling people landlubbers and scallywags and all the fun lingo had an awesome awesome time and the people you know they they came around to us they at first they kind of give us a look of like oh no these guys but eventually they came around to us and and there were enough people there that wanted pictures with us that was like this was pretty crazy if you told me that north of 40 people would want to take pictures with us i wouldn't believe you but that was true and it's not an exaggeration i mean every time from when we left the hotel there are people stopping us in the street to people stopping us when we're sitting down eating lunch to when we're in our seats or walking around the stadium. We just kept on getting people wanting pictures with us. So it was uh, it was a blast doing that, too. So I imagine we're on people's Twitter and Instagram, too, which I kind of, you know, we, we should have gave them like a tag or or some type of uh, some something to recognize us so that we could see these pictures but instead, we kind of just uh, we just were like, now nah, whatever, Arrgh! and you know, just have fun with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, the Pirates game was a blast. They won. Uh, Billy Vegas covered, so so he had a good night, and uh, and and just had a blast. We went back to the hotel afterwards after a couple bars, showered up, cleaned up, rest up, then went on to town. And the places in town, we went south side in Carson Street, and these places were pretty awesome. We went to four, maybe five bars, maybe it was just four, and uh, <laughs> one of them, Buck, where we got Buck Wild, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. We uh, didn't realize that six beers and a vodka cranberry was only thirteen dollars. Which for people that go out in Jersey and New York and DC, like that's the most insane thing we've ever heard. We were like, "All right, Pat, you just stole people's beers." That's that's what you're telling us. Uh, but no, it was 13 bucks for basically seven drinks, and we were in disbelief. But it was it was an awesome time. Then we went around and did uh, uh man, what was it called? I think it was called Johnny D's, and uh, and we were waiting in this long line, and we're like. Man, we don't really want to wait in line. This is pretty ridiculous. So uh, our friend Pat, of course, goes to the front of the line. And he's like, hey, uh, my friends, we want to do bottle service. Um, how do we do that? And the guy was like, 
follow me. So all of a sudden, he's telling us to get out of line. He's like, all right, you guys just give me the list of you know, who's coming into the bottle service. And we had this one guy falling around with us that looked really cool, but uh, we lost him. So it was just going to be the, the four of us that came out from Jersey. And the guy gave us this great line. He was like, all right, guys, prices are dirt cheap. I'm Johnny D. And gave us this look like I got you covered all night, which was, I mean, hey, you know what? He did cover us because it was the cheapest bottle service. I'm usually not a big fan of bottle service, but this was the cheapest bottle service I've ever seen. It was like, you know, 115 bucks for a bottle and uh, we got to skip the line. Um, we got our own booth uh, up on a pretty cool club floor. This was a pretty sweet spot. And uh, not to mention it was like, you know, <laughs> like 35, 38 bucks per person after all was said and done. And this, and that was to you know, get everything. Made a pretty late night. Uh, did some dancing, did some drinking, but had just an awesome time. Drove back on Sunday, and boom, and and we did Pittsburgh right. And all of us said it earlier today. We're like, we don't need to go back. We did it. We did Pittsburgh right. This this is the end. Next year, let's go elsewhere. And uh, I'll take suggestions. You know, if you want to comment lower, you know, tell us where where we should go. We've been to Philly, we've been to Pittsburgh, we've done New York, we've done Boston. Um, some of us have done Washington and Baltimore, but some of us haven't, so maybe one of those spots will be it. The talk is Toronto. That'll be, you know, that would be something. Cleveland and Cincinnati are pretty far drives, and I don't think the guys are really into that. And if we're flying, then it brings everything in. So, you know, give us give us a flight option. What do you think? San Fran, Seattle, Houston, or uh, or or if we're driving, you know, give us one. Maybe Chicago, uh, maybe Cleveland, maybe Toronto. Give us what your thoughts are. Yeah, and uh, and the planning for that will be the week before Memorial Day next year, right? All right, so a little top five moment now. Uh, this week, my top five, we're going to go into top five podcasts, you know, because uh, something I heard from one of my favorite podcasters, and I'll get to who that was in a second, was, you know, when you're starting a podcast, you got to stick to what you love. You got to stick to what you know, because if you want to be good at this, it's got to be natural and it's it can't be fixed. You know, so and and I was getting word from other people that you got to find a niche that everybody will like. You got to find something that'll get a following. And frankly, I don't really care about a following. If you're listening to me, it's because you enjoy what I talk about, not not the subject. Just you enjoy hearing me talk or doing whatever I'm doing. And you know, maybe the subject also is something you're interested in. But that's not my main concern. I'm doing this because I am enjoying it and I'm having fun. And that was the advice that I got. So I'm going to stick with it. And the other piece of advice was listen to who you like and and go into why they are good, why do you like them, and stick to the, their format. So I'm going to give a little shout out to, to my top five. Number one, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. He puts out two a week. This is comedian Bill Burr from Boston. He basically does the same thing I'm doing where he's recording in, in like a studio at home. Mine's a bedroom, but you know, whatever. Um, he's recording at like his home studio. He basically just rambles for a while, talks about his week, talks about his tours, does a little music break, 
and then does a little greatest hit. He sometimes has his wife in, who's also really funny, and now he's got like a newborn baby, so he's talking about that. But you know, Bill Burr, he's he's a great comedian. I'm actually going to see him at Count Basie in August. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great time. He's so funny. So check out the Monday morning podcast. He puts them out Monday mornings, and then he does a Thursday afternoon podcast. Thursday just before Friday, Monday morning podcast is what he calls it. And he's great. He is just really funny, really entertaining. Usually has like a 45-minute podcast. I don't listen to the whole thing because he gets into some old stuff that, you know, it doesn't really, um, I, I'm not relating to. So, But he's one of my top five. Um, number four, uh, and this isn't really in order, but, um, but I'm going to try to. Doug Loves Movies. This is hosted by Doug Benson, who is another comedian. Uh, he has a couple podcasts out there. He does uh, Getting Doug with High, which is one where he smokes pot while he's podcasting with a bunch of people. I don't really, I haven't listened to that one. I tried it like once or twice. The podcast, not the pot. I haven't done that. Uh, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I listened to his podcast, tried his podcast a couple times, and I didn't just find it that funny. Uh, I, I, I have my own podcasts that I think are pretty great, so I just stick to those. Um, but Doug Benson's hilarious on Doug Love Movies. He has a couple guests on and does just games. You know, whether it's like the IMDb game where he lists a movie and then another movie and you have to guess which actor he is talking about that shows up for their IMDb and the one thing that drives me insane is when he's doing this is okay let's say someone gets like our Pearl Harbor okay all right all right the next one okay Jiggly it's like all right all right bing Ben Affleck, you got it. And then the next one they won't realize is Matt Damon. And then the next one is Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's like, guys, he's doing a theme, all right? Like, like be ready for Boston people. Like, you know, like like something like that. I don't even think Leo DiCaprio is from Boston, but you, you get where I'm coming from. He does these themes and you gotta catch on and, and 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 it's a long it's a long thing, but he does it with like, you know, other comedians that bring their own like shtick. It's so fun. I listen to him a couple times a week. He puts out like three or four podcasts a week because he just records live shows in front of a live audience. I actually had tickets to go see him last year, but couldn't make it happen. It was just a weird weekend, and uh, it just wasn't going to work. But but uh, Doug Loves Movies, check it out. He's a lot of fun, and he tours the country. So if he's in your area, look out for him because it's a really fun time. And he, he rewards people that bring signs where you make a movie poster and – incorporate your name into it like uh well of course the moment i'm trying to say it you, you know i can't think of anything but um you know if you just you know do that incorporate your name into the movie poster and crop some faces over it they might use it as a name tag and uh and then if that person wins you win like the prize bag which is you know, just your little goodies and treats and stuff like that. But he's got a really cool shtick. It's a lot of fun. It's so much, it's so easy to listen to on the road. So I love the Doug Loves Movies podcast. It was the first one I listened to, and it's it's one it's still one of my favorites. Um my third favorite, I'm gonna give it up to Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. This is two of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, who are Arizona Wildcats. And uh, current Eastern Conference champions, 
Uh, they do a podcast with Allie Clifton. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know the name of the fourth guy who is the Spanish announcer for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and they, they, you know, he bumps in a little bit and says this and that here and there. But uh, they, those guys are really entertaining. They have a great, you know, give back. And, and Richard Jefferson was the one that said, listen, if you're starting a podcast, stick to what you love because it's only going to be good if you're obviously passionate about it and having fun. Um, and then he also said, you know, listen – use the people that you listen to. And and this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm I'm using their type of podcast. Uh they're three people. I'm just one, but uh but it's it's the give and go that they have and, and the fact that they just talk about whatever's on their mind. It's pretty cool. And they're entertaining guys and they get some really great guests on. They get sometimes the best players of the team they're playing or like the GM, they got the Nuggets GM because Richard Jefferson knows them pretty well, and it, it, it their podcast is something you gotta check out. It's one of the top sports ones. Uh, number two is uh, I'm gonna give a tie because I just realized that I have like six that I really like. Um, this tie is gonna go to the Sims and Leftco podcast, also tied with uh, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Um, yeah, I'll start with uh, Sims and Lefko. Those guys are hilarious. They do a great job on Bleacher Report. Lefko is really funny. And then when I I, oh, I know him from Bleacher Report, I didn't realize he curses this much. And when he's on the podcast, he lets loose. I mean, he's just an angry Eagles fan. It's pretty entertaining, pretty wild time. Yeah, so, I mean, I love Sims and Lefko. Uh, Sims is also a Browns apologist, uh, which is really cool because he does <laughs> he does a couple Browns games each year for CBS, and uh, he really always tries to look at the positive side with them, which is not easy. You know, a lot of those announcers get kind of like lazy with the Browns, where they just say, you know, oh, you know, classic Browns, typical Browns, what to expect from the Browns. But uh, you know, Sims has always got an eye on the future, and he's got an eye on like, listen, you know, you got to believe in what the Browns are doing, and Hugh Jackson's gonna write the ship. And I'm like, man, you know, Chris Sims is killing it. Not Phil Sims, Chris Sims. You know, so Chris Sims, he is a you know, and you know, these guys have a good give and go. They obviously get along. They talk about Survivor a lot, which um, I don't really get into, but I can totally appreciate and. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I dig it. I dig the Sims and Lefko podcast. Um, uh, check them out. And then there, I would tie them with Daniel Jeremiah and Brucky Books doing the uh, Move the Sticks because I am so into the NFL draft. And these guys are two of the best when it comes to uh, NFL or college football talent evaluators. These guys have been scouts for a long time. Now they're you know big wigs at, at NFL Network. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, especially because I've been following him on Twitter for a while and he used to work for the Browns. So uh, I, I've known about him for a while and he and those guys are phenomenal. And they're also giving it up to the Browns a lot recently, which is really cool. So I got to love that. Um, all right. And then my favorite podcast, you know, I listen to a lot of the Barstool ones. I love KFC Radio. He's funny. Um, you know, both of them are funny. Uh, the guys are part of my take. Those guys are hilarious and I listen to them every week, but my favorite podcast is Betch Slapped. And I know that's going to, going to surprise some people, but the three girls, uh, Jordana, Samantha and Aileen who started Betches and have such a following on social media when they started this podcast, 
They are hilarious. It is a half an hour. It's a quick half hour where I get it done in one drive to work. And they are so funny. They answer Dear Betch, uh, which is their emails, which, uh, you know, they do a pretty good job of answering people and on air with like, you know, your problems or your questions or whatever. They uh, talk about The Bachelor, Bachelorette. They talk about all the other like shows that are really horrible but are amazing to watch. And then they play a couple games at the end. And it's obvious that they just really get along and get each other because their give and go is is phenomenal. And I think they're the best uh, in terms of podcasting. And they keep it to a tight 30 minutes where you kind of get it done pretty quickly. A lot of these podcasts uh, can run pretty long, but theirs is theirs is pretty straightforward with the, the quickness of it. And they do a great job. So if I were to suggest any podcast, I would say Betchlap would be my top my top one to suggest and uh yeah and i gotta give them more of a shout out because uh i, I gotta get them listening to mine uh, i gotta get on their show so yeah so that's my top five podcasts uh if you're wondering who i listen to and if uh if you want some to check out those are the ones that i would start with uh but yeah those are pretty great okay so uh didn't see a new movie this week so to do a one minute movie review that is uh, going to be difficult to do a new movie when I didn't actually see one. So I'm going to go to the bank, going to go to a Jaker all-timer. People have been asking me to review this, so I have to. Uh, going to The Negotiator. All right, one minute starting now. Movie from the 90s, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Kevin Spacey, some really good other actors that like you know the, the names will escape you and but it, the cast is awesome. The plot: Danny Roman, chief negotiator at Chicago PD, all of a sudden framed for a murder, and he then takes hostages and negotiates his way out of it. It is a phenomenal movie. It doesn't get enough credit because it's not the blockbuster hit that Samuel Jackson has been known for. But it is a phenomenal movie. You got to check it out. Um, and in the past, um, I have been ridiculed for loving this movie uh, by some of my closest friends who are like, wait, wait, you said what's your favorite movie? I'm like, yeah, that's right, The Negotiator. Now, some people have thought I've said it's the best movie. I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm saying it's one of my favorites. And the reason there is it's one of the first movies, like R-rated movies, I was allowed to watch. And there was a lot of cursing in that, and uh, it's hard to not keep that in mind. So, uh, so yeah, one-minute movie review of The Negotiator. That was a quick minute. I needed to talk about The Negotiator for a much longer time. But if you're looking for a 10.0 from the Sam Jackson vault, go to The Negotiator. Check it out. It is one of my all-time favorites. So be sure to watch it. All right, final segment today. We're doing Burning Roses, um, which is also taking after one of my other favorite. I think I, oh man, I did not include, shoot, in my top five podcasts, I didn't include Coming Up Roses, which is, I'm going to I'm gonna give them a special shout out here because Coming Up Roses, which is another Barstool podcast, does a great job previewing and, and recapping The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, bachelor pad bachelor in paradise all the bachelor type stuff and it's a couple people from barstool barstool trent barstool chief and kelly keegs and they do a great job 
just ripping apart these candidates and and it is a, it is a great listen it's just it's kind of seasonal because it only goes on you know after the episodes air so you know it, we've been out it for a, out of it for a while but uh I mean, I haven't even listened to their episode this week because uh, you know I just haven't gotten to it yet. But you know, special shout out to them. Um, and for that, I'm gonna be uh, doing a little. You know, they're do coming up roses. I'm doing burning roses. Burning roses, where we talk bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor paradise, bachelor pad, bachelor season, bachelor whatever. Uh, I love the Bachelorette. It is a great show. It's horrible TV. But it's just, it's a great thing to just turn your brain off and just enjoy, a, you know, two hours of just people bickering and saying the same stuff over and over and over again. One thing you will always hear is the guy saying, my future wife or I'm her future husband, stuff like that. And they don't realize this is the kiss of death. I mean, it's almost like they don't watch it. But then again, maybe that's just a sign that I watch the show too much. But going back to the show, this was the first episode where Rachel Lindsay, Lindsay uh, meets all the guys. She's met a few of them because they did a little thing on uh, on uh, with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, or no, it wasn't Kimmel. It was Chris Harrison, the host, the, the king of Bachelors, uh, and they did a little segment where she got to meet a couple of them after they announced that it was her and that she would be the Bachelorette, and and after the final rose of last season, so. She's met a couple of the guys, but what I want to do is go over the introductions. Now, I did a live rating on my Twitter, JakerBaker58, where I live tweeted the introductions, and some of them were great, some of them were horrible, some of them were forgettable, and if you were forgettable, well, it was horrible, basically. But um, the one thing I noticed were the gimmicks worked this year. You know, um, I mean... Sorry, sorry. Gotta use the cough button next time. You know, the one guy, you know, Jack Stone. He, yeah, he got a rose because he went with Jack Stone was his name. And, you know, people never use their last name. He did. It worked out for him. Uh, I'll get to Lucas in a second. He's, he, I mean, this guy's an all-timer. But, uh, you know, Lee used a guitar. Gimmick worked. Um... Yeah, and 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 he obviously was a guy that's watched the show before because he knew when to jump in, when to jump out, what to say. He was he's an experienced guy here. Uh, the one guy used uh, a, a camera, took a picture with uh, with Rachel. That was I mean, use the props, you know that that's great. Adam D. He brought a mannequin that did not work out too well. Uh, yeah, Milton was the guy that brought the picture. Uh, the Fred. Fred brought a yearbook. They went to school together. The gimmicks worked this year. And aside from the, the the mannequin was gross, but this guy still got a rose. So, you know, point goes to show, you know, if you want to do the cheesy thing, like the breaking of the ice like Brady did, where he brought a bla- you know brick of ice out and hammered it home, you know, to break the ice, these gimmicks all worked this year, which was surprising to me. I didn't think it would work. But a couple of... Uh, my tops. I'm, I'm not going to make predictions just yet because I think it could go anywhere. But the top intros, uh, Kenny King, who's a professional refs, wrestler, you know, basically had the best intro because, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't criticize Kenny the Pitbull, pretty Pitbull, 
Uh, Brian got an A-plus because she was intrigued right off the bat. She was asking him questions. Uh, Josiah was the same. He also got an A-plus. Uh, if you want to check out all my grades, Jaker Baker 58 But the top grade went to Waboom Nation. If you haven't heard of Lucas, you've been living under a rock. Because this guy, everyone hates him. Everyone knows he's not long for this show, yet I love him. I think he's hilarious. I think he's perfect for this show because he's just there. He's trolling all the other guys by just wah-booming everything. And I'll give you a little hint right now if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's all about wah-boom. Wah-boom. It's all about wah-boom. Right. It is about wah-boom. <laughs> if you want a glimpse of it, I can give it to you now. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a glimpse. Yeah, I mean, this guy's nuts. In his intro, all he said was, Waboom, it's a lifestyle, it's a thing, and Chris Harrison's trying to run with it. Everybody's trying to make it a whole thing. This guy, he's just basically trolling everyone there. Blake E. was losing his mind, saying, like, this guy's not here for love. Like, And he even approached him, like, you're not here for love. And Lucas replied with, you know, I think you need a little bit of Waboom, too. And Blake really wanted to kill him there. It was It was hilarious. <laughs> This guy, Lucas, is self-aware. People don't get that. If you want to make it on this show, you need to be self-aware. You need to understand how to play the game of The Bachelor. That's why I think Lee's going to go far, because he knows how to get on screen. He knows how to get on TV, and that's what ABC's looking for, guys that want to get on TV. But the intros were excellent this year. Just a really great crop. I mean, it was something else. But, uh... It was it was something else. I will be reviewing each episode on here when I have less to talk about. Next week I'll have a lot less to talk about with no basketball going on. Uh, this week I just wanted to do a little little recap of the intros, and I think a couple guys did really well. I think Brian and Fred will go far. I think Lee will go far, and. Uh, Josiah and Jack Stone are all going far. I don't think Lucas is going anywhere at all. <laughs> as much as I just want to see that guy on TV, uh, he is just fire. A uh, couple guys, that gimmicks that didn't work. I'm going to say this right now. Rob, he got an F. It didn't work. I wrote, out, get out. Do not mention the Fantasy League. And that is the Fantasy Bachelor League these girls do not want to hear that, dude. Like, that was a straight-to-your-grave move. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, during the rose ceremony, when Lucas got the final rose, there were a bunch of guys basically there just crying. Whether they got a rose or not, they were like, are you freaking kidding me with this guy? And he let out the biggest waboom of the night, basically dancing on guys' graves. Wabooming over their dead bodies. It was insane. Usually I don't like... Uh, taunting or you know showing off or bragging, but that was the perfect place to be doing that. It was it was a fire waboom. But I don't think we'll be seeing much of Lucas this season. Uh, in the previews, he wasn't really in a lot of scenes. Uh, I don't think he gets another one-on-one -on -one scene with Rachel. Uh, but it should be a fun season. Uh, once we get to know these guys more, I'll have more to report back. But right now, my pick for uh, for finalists, I'm going with Brian, who uh, got the uh, got the first impression rose. 
Going with Josiah. Um, I think I'll include Lee. And for my final one, uh, I'll go with Brady. Brady was the icebreaker guy. She loved it. He's a model. I, I think he'll he'll work out well there. Uh, I think Brady will go far. And right outside of that, I think Fred gets left just out. I think Kenny gets left out. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Brian could win it all. I think Josiah is right there too. Should be a fun season. Looks like it's gonna. It was a great first episode. Should be a whole fun season. But um, but yeah, really looking forward to that. And if you don't watch. You know, just just skip over the four or five minutes that I talk about this each week because, you know, I am going to get passionate. I am going to enjoy it. Or just start watching and just turn off your brain for a couple, you know, hours each week. It's, it's healthy. It's healthy to just enjoy. So, yeah, just go with that. All right. That's it for this week on The Jake. Uh, got through a lot of stuff. 45-minute podcast. That's uh, not a record for me, but I didn't even have an interview. Just rambled. Uh, but listen. Everyone have a safe and fun Memorial Day weekend. Be safe, be smart, as my parents would say. And uh, you can catch me. I'll be jumping around. I'll be at DJ's. I'll be at Parker House. I'll be at Bar A. I'll be at Boathouse. I'll be at Marina Grill. I'll be, I'll be, any, I'll be anywhere in the Belmar area having my fun. And uh, it should be, it should be kind of a rainy weekend. But I think the sun's gonna come out for Saturday. And even if it's raining. You can still enjoy yourself. Have some fun. But everyone, take care. All right? And I will see you next week.